0: Welcome to Hamstrings and Heartstrings, where running is great. Except when it's not. I'm Ellie. And I'm Chris. Is it your pace or mine today, Ellie?
1: It's my pace. Today we're going to talk about being race fit all year, or if that's actually a thing. I can't wait. Um, I know, it's going to be a hot topic. I might start sweating. You never know.
0: It <laughs> feels like you got to be in your bonnet here.
1: Well, we were sweating all day today. What? The weather the past five days has been amazing, speaking of sweating.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, I grew up in Buffalo, and so whenever something, nothing's quite happened like this, but when things like this have happened, we always kind of look at each other and we go, it's going to be a hell of a winter.
1: You know, yeah, it always is, though, so I might as well just, like, enjoy this. Enjoy this. um this nice weather that we have.
0: Yeah. Who knew that you had to um, run in shorty shorts and, uh, you know, a tank top in uh, the second week in November.
1: We ran in sports for us today. I was like, I'm going to get a tan. Wow. Yeah. Did you break out the sports bra today, Chris?
0: I'll take that as a joke and not a slight against my current physique. Uh, I did not break out the sports bra. Tomorrow. (laughs) Tomorrow. Um, No, but I was, uh, I was overdressed in terms of what I was going to put on after I was done running. (laughs) Cause I was like in the morning, I was like, I got my running bag. It's just always packed. Right. And so it had a pair of jeans and a long sleeve shirt and some nice comfy socks in it. And I get done running and I'm like, uh, I guess I'm not, uh, putting these on, so luckily I had another pair of running shorts in my car. So then I put on the other pair of running shorts, which meant that, uh, you know, I got, I got dressed out of running shorts and into a new pair of running shorts. Could have did doubles today.
1: Yeah. Two showers in a day. Have you ever done that?
0: I have done the two showers in a day. Absolutely.
1: I actually never have because I'm like, oh, that's a waste of water.
0: Yeah, you're like, I go right to work, you know, and then I serve people bagels, and uh, you know, I run in around all my glory, all, run around all day at work, then run home from work, then I lay in my filth on the floor.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't do that. That's gross. But uh, today we did have a lovely workout and it was like, this is probably the best weather that we've actually had since we started going to the track, (laughs) (laughs) which is crazy because it's November 10th. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, today I, we did a series of, we did a 2K and then a 1K and then four 800s. And the last 800, I closed in a 74 second. And that felt so hard, wow. and, but really good mentally. Like I felt like on air, it was great.
0: An 800 in 74 okay. seconds. I
1: said eight by 400.
0: Okay. But then you said the last 800 I closed.
1: Oh, the last 400.
0: Okay. Cause I was about, my head was about to pop off. Um, but still, you believed it. <laughs> well, I was like, wait a minute, Ellie, you know what that is? That's like real fast. Um, no, but that's awesome. Like. To have it be your last one and still have it be forty-seven crazy pants. So you're on. It was cla- so hard in like seventy degrees. Yeah, <laughs> like you're you're conditioned for mid-August right now.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, living that dream. And then uh, afterwards, I counted out seventy-four chocolate chips and put them into my oatmeal because I was like, "This is it. <laughs> this is it." It was great. So now I'm like, I don't want to get any faster because then I start losing chocolate chips.
0: Oh, wait a minute. Do I get as many chocolate chips as my quarter mile time? In minutes. I don't think there are enough chocolate (laughs) chips in in the bag. We'll do it in minutes. Um, Wow, that is pretty, pretty great. So, um, you know, astute listeners might know that we uh, took a week off last week. Uh, Chris needed some quiet time. And I think it was good to just have some quiet time and just kind of you know, I don't know, maybe some people would have liked this podcast as a welcome distraction. I don't know, but um, it was good. Uh, so as part of that, because uh, three things happened last Tuesday. It was, you know, for a school Tuesday. It was election day Tuesday. It was podcast recording Tuesday. And I guess I can only handle two out of three pretty amazing things. So, <laughs> Um, But what I did do on that Tuesday was I went um, down to the money sneaker course, which, um, you know, I've had some good times there and I've had some not so good times there. Uh, And so it was interesting that it was probably my best run, eh, you know, in quite a while, like a very long, quite a while um I went with Jamie Hobbs and so you can't have a bad run when you go with that guy like it just doesn't it doesn't happen but I was looking and you know Strava does like match segments you know it'll be like you ran this thing you know here's all the times you ever ran this one thing which is kind of neat sometimes especially for something like a course like muddy sneaker where you don't just compare your race times but you people go and run that thing all the time so you can be like oh I ran it in you know April and May and August and you know September and last May I ran it and I ran like a 237. And this year I ran a 220. Technically it was 229 of like in time of like how long I was running, but Strava says 225 because it takes out the time when you stop and you're holding your knees and you're gasping for air. It doesn't actually count that unless you mark it as a race. So, anyways. Like back in May, I was doing all right in May. I had a good little streak going, you know, and I ran it in 236. But now almost a whole minute per mile faster. So that's pretty good. And it was in the trail, but it was a beautiful fall day. It was a little bit warm again, you know, as it's been for the last nine days. But anyways, it was great. I really felt like I was race fit. Like if I was, if that was a race, I could have muddy sneakered lots more people.
1: Isn't your PR there under two hours?
0: Yeah, it's like uh, one fifty-seven, which blows my mind to think that. That's what I said to Jamie. Ego, it's absolutely ludicrous that I'm like, yes, two thirty, and slap the rail on, on like two twenty-nine forty-seven, and like slap the railing. You're like, yes, it blows my mind. Not that like, oh, you you should be one fifty-eight, but like, I can't even imagine that I did it. 33 minutes faster right like that's 3 minutes per mile faster than what I did it's like it doesn't make sense to me you know but then again knowing okay well if i've done that i could probably get closer to that than i am here but yeah it's like pop you know 33 mm-hmm. 33 minutes faster what's that anyway
1: i mean that's just uh it training works
0: Yeah. I think running, running works, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I guess that leads us into your topic, which is you wanted to talk about being race fit all year.
1: I do, but first I want to bring up something. Um, so Saturday was also a very exciting day Mm. and do you want to know, and why was Saturday exciting, Chris?
0: Uh, because, uh, Well, there's lots of reasons, but I'm guessing you're going to tell me. The
1: most important is I turned 29. Oh. And do you want to know who didn't text me happy birthday?
0: Everybody who didn't know it was your birthday. Everybody. Everybody who didn't know that it was your birthday.
1: The most important man in my life. The man right across the mic from me.
0: (laughs) You don't tell me that it's your birthday. I'm sorry, but I said happy birthday now. Yeah. Wait a minute. Is this Cut supposed, me deep. Pretty is this deep. supposed to be a guilt trip? For this is a public shame. For when you said, when when the other day I said I didn't get my text message from you when you said you texted everybody. But see, that's completely different because that was information you had and you chose not. I believe last
1: year you texted me. I just, I don't know. No, it's okay. You had more important things because no, more important things happened on Saturday.
0: Um, no, I mean, yeah, well. <laughs> they did. I know. But, I'm not uh, a
1: big birthday person. I just wanted to publicly shame you.
0: Well, see, again, you always forget that I have the final edit on the show. So, <laughs> um, however, I am sorry that I missed your birthday. I'll make sure that in a few years from now, when you finally turn 30, I will text you happy birthday. You mean in 360 days? No, because you're, you tell everybody you're 29, but.
1: It's awesome. Getting old is awesome. Like each year, my life gets better. 27,
0: 28, 29. Those were, those were some good hits. If I, when I go back and I play my golden oldies, those are the oldies that I'm going to play. Yes. Glory, it doesn't get any better. Just think about this. It doesn't get any better than where you are right now.
1: It better get better because (laughs) twenty twenty hasn't
0: been that great. Twenty-nine is the peak. You just gotta ride this year. This is the peak. Then it's 30. Uh, Soon they'll start calling you a master's runner.
1: Time to break some barriers.
0: Ah, so also on Saturday, I think you ran a 36 second 200. I did. Happy birthday.
1: Happy birthday
0: to me. So you uh, you crashed my segue to you you destroyed my segue to publicly shame me. Yeah. And and now are we going to do the rest of the show?
1: Let's do the rest of the show. Chris, do you feel race fit right now?
0: I'm always race fit, Ellie.
1: And what does that mean?
0: I could always uh, click the button and sign up for a race.
1: I like that, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, I wanted to talk about being race fit because it's been very different lately for me. And... I definitely have noticed like as I get older and I keep running cause I love it and I train for different things, um, my body has changed a lot. And also what I can do versus what I want to do versus what I'm training to race for is also very different each time. Like I like, for example, training for a marathon, is a lot different than training for an ultra, which is obviously a lot different than what I'm doing right now, training for the mile. And, but like in each scenario I'm fit, but it's like race fit is different for each one, if that makes any sense. So I think what triggered this for me was I get a lot of people that say like, Oh, you could run a marathon tomorrow. And I think we've talked about this. Like I could probably finish a marathon tomorrow. It would hurt a lot, but I could probably finish it. And that's an admirable goal for 99% of the population.
0: I could finish a marathon tomorrow too. If yes. I start If I started tonight. Hey, Bidum, I mean,
1: we've all, we've all got dreams. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So yes, running a marathon is an admirable goal. And so people think you're race fit because you could complete a marathon.
1: Yes. But like what I'm doing right now, like... And also just the person and runner that I am like, I don't just want to complete a marathon. So I'm not like marathon race fit. I don't really know what exactly race fit I am right now. Cause I'm still working towards my goal, but I mean, I could probably finish an ultra. I could probably finish a marathon, but that doesn't really mean that I'm race fit or race mindset in to doing that sort of a thing. If that makes any sense.
0: It, it does because, um, come I mean think of anything else like people don't say boy you're uh you really drove fast on the 90 today you could probably be in NASCAR you know (laughs) like (laughs) you know like they don't say that because like they understand that driving a normal car fast is much different than being in NASCAR and running in those crazy races right like People get that. But when a runner can run in a race and finish it and do quote well compared to the person that's perceiving it, they think, oh my God, like, why aren't you, why aren't you running that uh, marathon? You could run a marathon, whenever you want. Why don't, you know, like you are, you can run a marathon, but when you're competitive and you're trying to win, it's much different (laughs) to be like. I can click the enter and they will take the money out of my bank account and give me a number to be in the race versus when I stand there, I'm expecting that I'm going to be one of the top people, the first people to cross the finish line.
1: Or at least I'm going to get the most out of myself.
0: Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, and that's a, that's where I think the non-competitive runner comes in. Right. And so this is my perspective on this is, Yeah, I'm race fit. If I ran a 5K tomorrow, I would race as hard as I possibly could. Would I get a PR? I don't know. But am I ready to run a 5K as hard as I possibly can? Maybe. You know, and would it be a terrible time? Yeah, but I raced and I really tried hard. That's cool if that's what you want to do and you want to practice trying hard in races and you want to try like getting yourself you know in the mindset of competing or say you want to like i want to run a 5k in in order to practice what it's like to um i don't know completely waste myself and see what my limits are or something like that right like and non-competitive people maybe also need um something in between their races like they might maybe say they're um they do the fleet feet four seasons challenge or something. Right. And they got, they got a race in each season and they're doing half marathons. But in between that, you know, that's their social life. And that's their like, um, that's how they stay fit is by training for the 5k and then training for a 10k and then training, but they're not trying to peak at any given point. Right. They're just constantly trying to run and get better. Whereas, the competitive runner is trying to peak at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
1: No, I, yes, it completely does. And also, I think there's a, and I used to think of this too. Like, so I've run a 241 marathon, but I'm not in 241 shape all the time, even if I was training for a marathon. Like, I'm just not, it's not sustainable for my body to be that way. Um, I would get, very tired. I would, you know, I can't sustain that high mileage without breaking down, even if I like, I would probably end up like wasting muscle away. Like, and so, um, when I first started running, I thought that, you know, your PR defines you, but it doesn't really. I mean, yeah, I ran a 241 almost a year ago and more than a year ago. Um, And yeah, I want to get back there and I want to be better, but it's not sustainable for me to be in that fitness all year. And especially with what I'm training for now. I mean, I'm not in that fitness to run that marathon, but I also have a lot higher top end speed right now. And I'm working on that right now. And my body is a lot different. Like, I mean, I'm growing out of pants left and right. And um, I'm just like, I'm sore in different ways. It's um, more than the marathon. It's like sort of like a achy deep fatigue, which is kind of how ultras are as well. I think you probably know. Whereas this is like, I will be extremely, like I'm already starting, like I'm already a little sore right now. I will be extremely sore tomorrow. And then probably by Thursday, I'll feel just the same, like fine. It's like a really hard weightlifting session actually is how sometimes it feels. And so that's the kind of fitness that I am in right now. But then I'm also, even though this is like shorter training, I'm not going to be this fit all year as well, because we take down weeks. And the point is like, you're going to take down weeks or down month, and then you're going to get undone D train. But then when you build up again, it's going to take less time to get to the peak that I'm at, that I will be at. And then hopefully you'll make like a little bit of a jump and then you do it again and you do it again. So that in like my goal, you know, I want to be a good marathoner or, even faster in like five years. And so if I'm fit all the time, that's not going to happen. I'm going to end up burnout, injured. I just don't trust that, you know, even if it seems sustainable, I don't trust it.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I think we all know, um uh, well, maybe we all do or don't know. I don't know. I forget how much I know on a daily basis. But periodization, right? Like you're gonna you're gonna have a base and then you're gonna go through a build. And then you're going to have a recovery and then you're going to have a new base and then you're going to go through a build and then you're going to have a recovery. We understand that different stimulus to the body gives the, gives you different muscles and different build and things like that. So, you know, um, I think if you were to run as hard as you possibly could all of the time, you're not, um, you're not doing all of the things. You may be getting better. You may be getting faster, but maybe you're, like you said, maybe you're just tired of running hard all the time. And maybe you need to take a stroll with me on the trails and look at the leaves for a little while, you know? And then all of a sudden you go, Hey, that's right. Running is fun. It's not just, you know, holding my knees and nearly puking. It's also like pretty and sometimes relaxing. And sometimes, you know, I don't, You know, and even without, you know, with all the science part and you fight all the science part, but there's a a mental like space part as well. You know, like just where is your head at all the time? Because if you're Mm -hmm. always trying to compete and you're not winning and you're still always trying to compete and you're trying to stay fit to win and you're not winning, like that stinks, right? Mm hmm.
1: I think that seasons are more also pronounced when you get lower in distance. Um, I know like track, cross country, like all the athletes that I work with and just, I mean, everything that I've read and then also even like elite marathoners and elite, you know, um, 10K, half, like seasons are a lot more pronounced where I think that tell me if I'm wrong in the ultra community, I think that a lot of people do a lot of things like every weekend or every other weekend, you know, I think it's in which I understand. Cause like on the trails, it's a lot easier on your body. Maybe, um, also like doing a long event on the weekend, I find that they don't run much during the week and that's, you know, and that's cool. It's just very like interesting to me. Um, and it's, you know, I uh, I think I just people are doing things all the time and they're always like I a lot of ultra runners I know are like they can just run like a 50 K or a 50 miler like and just do it like on the weekend.
0: I think, though, I, I you know, I think the um, the world of ultra runners is wide and varied. Right. Um, there's people that the ultra running thing. They just love running and they like running for a very long time and in the sense of they like running for a very long time it translates into an ultra. But if you're going out into the woods for 8 hours and you're fairly fit and you want to run from this place to that place and see this thing it's going to end up being an ultra. Even if you're not like you're not like hey dudes let's go run an ultra. You're like hey what if we run from here to there and then we'll have lunch there and then we'll run back and we'll see blah, 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 blah. That's an adventure, you know? And it makes sense that you don't do that on a Tuesday night, you know, because, that's well, true. um, so, but I, I do think that it's, yeah, it's fit. And then there is a huge, uh, it's like a base fitness that, yeah, I can run this many miles now, you know, uh, Scott Jurek can run a lot of miles right now, right off the couch, but he would tell you he's not race fit, right? Now he can go do the Tahoe Rim Trail if he, you know, because it's in his bones and it's in his muscles, but you're like, hey, Scott, want to go race hard rock? I'm sure he's not going to be like, yeah, you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. it's the same idea, you know, of I can finish a 5K, but racing a 5k, you know, it it's it, the distance is the distance is your personal choice, you know. Mm-hmm. And then racing in that distance versus like recreating in that distance, you know, they're different.
1: Agreed, agreed. So, would you say though that like being uh, I don't know cuz ultras are so like they're so in the broader context, slow. Like you could technically always be race fit for an ultra.
0: You, you could, unless somebody, unless there are a number of somebodies that are more race fit than you, you True. know, in which case then you become non-competitive race fit, you know? So, I mean, like, especially the ultra runners these days, like the, you know, Uh, the Cowboys out West and all these, uh, folks are redefining what it means to be race fit for an ultra, you know? And so again, yeah, any race, as long as it doesn't have some sort of qualifier is going to take your money, you know? So like, Mm -hmm. especially now if there's a race they're like, yeah, let's come and come and do it. You know, (laughs) you check out our ultra, you know, you don't even have to say I've had previous experience. It doesn't matter, you Mm -hmm. know? So, uh, yeah, I think again, your legs are conditioned to run that far. Like your mind is conditioned to know you're gonna have highs and lows. You have the mm-hmm. experience to learn how to eat when you're running. You know how to hydrate. Um, you know, and so you can do all those things to go this far on your feet. But again, you know, I can run. I can run a 400, but I am not race fit for a 400. Am I? <laughs> right? So it's, you know, ultra runners can run, I don't know, there's 200 400 meter dashes in a 50 miler. So they've run 200 400s, you know, it doesn't, it's not this, the distance is not the thing. I think when you're talking about race fit,
1: I think it's an interesting discussion. I, I really like it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, if I was going to say, I said anything worthwhile in this, I think that's exactly it is the distance is not it when, when you're talking about, you know, being race fit. It's not about the distance. Yes.
1: I think it's a good time to transition into our final segment and put a bow on it.
0: Oh, look at you. You're the, uh, we don't put a bow on it until after the final segment, but I like where your head's at. thanks (laughs) because thanks <laughs> what's she eating chris ah so you know that thing where like you know they call it on the wagon and off the wagon oh I,
1: no well i made some do you need to call your sponsor
0: i made some rice and it wasn't good it just wasn't it didn't work So I I tried to have two weeks in a row with a bowl of rice and a bowl of quinoa as like my base. And I had the rice uh, and I made it and it wasn't great. I did like wild rice and I did it in like the rice cooker and it and like, I don't know, it was like hard and grainy. And I was like, maybe I just didn't cook it enough. I don't know. Maybe it was old rice. I think it does. Rice doesn't get old. I mean, it's it's old, but it doesn't get like, I don't know, could be old.
1: There are expiration dates, but I mean, that's just. Yeah, but a it's like you open
0: it and you stick it in the like sealed container and then you only open it. And I don't know. Anyways, off the wagon. No, uh, no rice last week, but back on the wagon because I did rice on Sunday. So I got the rice and quinoa base again. I got some edamame and, you know, I got like my little things to throw in for my little breakfast bowl. So I'm good. I did, uh, um, Quinoa, edamame, and a um, an uh, over-easy egg today for breakfast. That
1: sounds good. That so, sounds like my dinner, actually. That's what I was going to talk about. Okay. Uh, I've been doing really liking pasta with avocado and then eggs on top. And, oh, it's just so good. That's what's been my, like, pre-workout. Like dinner before the next day's workout with the past uh, like couple, couple workouts and oh, it's
0: so good. So you Especially
1: because we get eggs from my um, coworkers, like actual chickens. So they're use, so good.
0: Do you use like the avocado as like um, a stand-in for like a pesto sauce or something? What are you doing there? Just it's just noodles, avocado, egg. Um,
1: I'll some like I put a sauce on it tonight. But then yesterday, yeah, I, I do like a little bit of a sauce. Like tonight I did a tahini sauce. And yesterday I did like a miso butter sauce. And, but it's just, yeah, hitting all the spots. But then like, because when you break the yolk open, that's kind of also like a sauce. So I don't yeah. want to over sauce it, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, and and then good. so the, the avocado is not mixed in. It's just like kind of sliced as like. a No, little it's, mixed yeah, oh, it's, mixed. it's mixed in. Yeah, it's mixed in. Yeah. Ellie's pasta porridge. <laughs> yeah, so good. Oof. And then seventy-four chocolate chips for a snack.
1: No, I put that in breakfast this morning.
0: Well, I, mean, I counted those. It took run, me almost as long as Nevada. You should run two seventy-fours, and then you can have them for dessert. I know.
1: Oh goodness, I know. I can't get any faster because I'm going to start taking away chocolate chips.
0: <laughs> you have to do doubles. When you're down to like sixty-eight seconds, then you got to figure something out, though, because if you dip below seventy, that's not enough chocolate chips.
1: I know it's not, but I have been doing a lot of oatmeal. I really am liking that in the mornings. It's good.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, you know, I, I feel like I've turned a corner going back to the, to the, my quinoa roots. Yeah. I ate a lot of, ate a lot of quinoa and spinach um, for breakfast. And that just always seems to be a nice Nice, long burning kind of breakfast. You're like, huh, it's definitely, I guess, I guess I'm hungry for lunch.
1: Yeah. I think when I finish, like, so I'm working my way through the Wegmans pasta aisle, but when I finish that, I want some quinoa.
0: (laughs) That's good. Have you made it to the, like the, well, you said you had the elephant ears, right? you had, yeah,
1: those are my favorite so far. And the shell bows had those.
0: There's ones that are like, uh, or oregano or, or something like that. Man, those are good ones.
1: I'm just going to skip all the spaghetti type ones.
0: I don't like those. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. Spaghetti. I don't know. Spaghetti don't know. is like the, I understand it's like the godfather of pasta. Yeah, I
1: understand it, but I'm just,
0: I'm moving on. There's, there's so many shapes for all the stuff to get into all the nooks and crannies. Sp- I know. Spaghetti's got no nooks and no crannies. I know it's just, mm, yeah. Well, anyway,
1: it's been, it's been a good food week for me.
0: Yeah. Nice work. Um, I feel, I feel like, you know, I'm up at the point where like I'm now I'm sharing quinoa highlights. I got to like branch out though. I got to be able to share other, other highlights. Um, Summer made a risotto yesterday, which was, ooh, that's good. Which was pretty great. Parmesan. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. And then she, uh, then she did like a, she made rice, like arancini balls, out of the risotto as well, but like no meat or nothing, you know, just the like mm-hmm. the cover it. And I ate one of those today after my run. I brought one. in a little, I brought one of the little nice, plastic container nice. I love like that. A, just a a crunchy risotto ball for after my run. <laughs>
1: tomorrow if i have my shit together i'm gonna make stuffed acorn squash with like lentils
0: and stuff. that's on everybody's list summer just showed me like two recipes for it yesterday and when i was running with jamie at muddy sneaker he was like dude i did this uh stuffed acorn with rice and beans and like yeah he had some avocado in it and some sweet potato i'm like yeah i love combining squash and sweet potato that's like It's Carb City, baby. Yeah. (laughs) So good. (laughs) So good. Send me the recipe if you remember. Yeah, I'll send you the one that Summer showed me because it was awesome. Cool. Well, um, it's been wonderful to see you, Chris. (laughs) Well, great to see you, Ellie.
1: And uh, you can see us at the hamstrings and heartstrings on Instagram. You can see me at Gazelle and you can see Chris at running inside out.
0: Yeah, and you can find uh, all of our uh, Ellie's fun recipes and some upcoming uh, uh, quirkiness on uh, patreon.com. Actually, you should go to patreon.com slash hamstrings and heartstrings, and that's definitely going to get you to our Patreon for cool stuff. And if you don't want to support the Patreon and you just want to keep listening like this, that's absolutely cool because, you know, that's your prerogative. So... Um, we just put some extra fun stuff out there and, uh, new news breaking. Thanks to Patreon. Um, Ellie's got a boom mic sitting right next to her that she's going to start putting up. And so her microphone will be on a boom mic with a shock mount. So, you know, keep it coming. Patreon folks. Keep it coming.
1: Bye. Bye.